Wolfpack Ninja Podcast, Episode 18, Nicholas Coolridge, The Modern Tarzan. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. Welcome back, guys. Today we have Nicholas Coolridge, also known as Modern Tarzan. Really excited to do an interview with him. He's quite the character. You can see him in his Instagram doing handstands and flipping around on things all the time. Looks like he basically plays around for his every day. So that's pretty cool. I've been really impressed with him. When we did Ninja last year, all the producers were like, hey, there was a guy in Venice this year who we think is going to take it down and be the first American Ninja Warrior. They saw him. And he was the only one to complete that very difficult course. You know, uh, he did very, very well on it. And he was off the couch kind of, you know, I mean, he was a brand new first year uh, rookie season ninja. So it was very impressive to see what he could do and how he inspires people on Instagram. I mean, he's got well over 100,000 followers and he's living his dream of now having a job where he is being himself. And that's what he's paid to do. It's it's interesting because two years in a row now, I've heard similar stories. And the first year it was Kevin Bull. Oh yeah. And then and then it was uh, the modern Tarzan Nicholas. So I wonder if we're going to get someone who's going to be the winner this year from there. There's always a sleeper from that region <laughs> who ends up you know starting this incredible A and W career, right? Yeah, I think there's so many great characters that come out of the California area. I don't know if that's because it's California or. Yeah, and Nicholas seems like a, a fun guy to hang out with. And I think that's why him and Travis seem to get along really well. And um, let's hear what he has to say. They did the, they did a dumpster diving oh, that's right. profile on him. Yeah, they showed him. That was how he got his food. It was like out of the dumpsters. Yeah, that was a little bit. It's a little gross. I was like, really? That's. <laughs> but uh, his Instagram is actually really amazing. If you haven't checked it out, you need to go see it because... Every day he's posting something that is dangerous yet awesome. So check it out. The one of him pooping out a rainbow has... <laughs> oh, that's it'll, all time. It, it, it'll bring a smile to your face. I don't care who you are. Yeah, check out his Instagram. <laughs> there is a rainbow pooping picture that is really, really funny. Okay, we'll just take a moment for a commercial break. Thanks so much for listening to these commercials and supporting our sponsors. They make the show possible. All right, here we go. Modern Tarzan. So today we have a guest who I've been really looking forward to ever since I saw him at his debut in Venice Beach in the 2015 American Ninja Warrior where he was the finalist, the only finalist to finish the course and and the run of the night. You guys are not going to believe Modern Tarzan is here, Nicholas Coolridge. He's got a long list of accolades and things I want to tell you about, but he just 
recently hit over 100,000 followers on Instagram. I mean, everybody wants to watch this guy and see what he's doing. And there's good reason. You got to go check out his Instagram, at Modern Tarzan. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But he also has produced viral parkour videos that have over three and a half million views. He's done parkour photos used with AT&T advertisements. He's an acrobatic model for Bruce Weber. He's got all this stuff going on. I mean, there's a big list of other things. Tarzan, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Noah. It's great to have you. Yeah, thank you. So you are like on the scene now. You're a force to be reckoned with. And a lot of the reason is is people just can't ignore you anymore. I mean, you flow and move like Tarzan. You are unbelievable, dude. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and, and right away, I mean, let's just get into it. Um, you have just recently hit over 100,000 people on Instagram T- tell us a little bit about that. That's an unbelievable milestone, and people were really interested in who you are. Well, yeah, I mean, back almost two years ago now, I was kind of in a position where I, I had a choice in paths that I was going to take in life, and and there were a lot of really cool paths to take. Actually, it was a really hard decision to make. So, the, surprise. Okay. Oh, <laughs> well, what's going on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Travis Brewer's there. He's taking a, mu- a minute of gratitude at 314, I see. Yeah. Uh, for the number of pi, I always take a minute of gratitude. And I think the point of life is to be grateful for what we have and the moments that we're at. So I'm really grateful that you guys are uh, getting after it and spreading the ninja love. I'm heading out the door, but uh, much love, you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. Thanks, Travis. Yeah. Later. So you had these two paths that you could take two years ago. And it sounds like they were both filled with really good options. What a great position to be in. Tell us about the paths and how you chose and how it led to this amazing milestone on Instagram. Yeah, you know, it was really, it was more than two paths. I I have uh, an extreme fascination with pretty much everything in life. And so for me, it's like, I, I want to become a professional musician. I play the piano all the time. I uh, trained as an automotive mechanic in college. So I was I was renovating these camper vans and one of them I'm living in now, a Westfalia. And uh, I was also had an extreme fascination with movement. And movement was my biggest, was really like my biggest passion. Yeah. The, my movement, I just had so many different opportunities and options. It was really amazing. I was also paragliding and hang gliding. Oh, wow. And I was thinking like, I want to become, okay, okay. This is really the turning point. <laughs> yeah. Someone, Someone came up to me and said, Wow, you have so many skills and and assets and things like that and going on and and uh, you're like a jack of all trades but a professional at none. Ah, interesting. And that kind of it was something like that and it, it hit me like a professional at none. It's like it was kind of true and and I wanted to be a professional at all of these things, but I realized that to be the absolute best that I wanted to be at each one of these things, I had to start kind of breaking them down and doing them more individually as opposed to doing like five different hobbies and, and things at the same time. Right. So I started thinking, what was the best, what, what is the, what is the best order of operations here? Yeah. <laughs> and I broke it down to, uh, acrobatics as the number one, because I'm young, I'm, uh, I'm fit, I'm ready to go, you know, like, and it, and it really is kind of my, one of my definitely my main fascinations with just like life as a human on this planet. <laughs> yeah. And so that's when I thought, okay, what do I need to do to I wanted to be able to, I wanted to be able to support myself doing it and and just have as many awesome opportunities as possible with this art form. 
And uh, that's when I started Instagram. So back to the Instagram thing, I wanted, I thought, okay, the coolest job would be to be paid to be me. Oh, yeah. And so if I can create a following on Instagram, I noticed that people were getting sponsored through that and, and being paid, you know, to do product placement advertisements on there and stuff. And I mean, that's not, you know, that's not the main reason I do Instagram, but it kind of is at the same time. You know, it's been really inspiring to have this kind of goal of I have to do something awesome every single day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> And having Instagram has really pushed me to like, even if I'm tired and I'm kind of feeling like, ah, you know, I'm not going to, I don't know, just kind of feeling out of it. It's like, oh, wait, I got to do one awesome thing. And as soon as I get up and like do that awesome thing, whatever it is, like jumping over a car or climbing a big tree or doing a cool handstand or just something really artistic, I feel really awesome afterward. And so it's, it's become a big part of my life and uh, just working with a lot of other amazing athletes and doing collaborations with people other people with big followings has uh has helped me achieve my goal of 100,000 followers in uh, a little over 2 years so it's been it's been a pretty amazing ride now you've recently hooked up with Travis Brewer who we got a chance to talk to also and he is a really amazing guy he's he's unbelievable and you guys have kind of formed this you know, superhero team that is really cool. And it's so cool to see you guys playing off of each other. How do you, do you feel that's been a positive influence uh, for you? Oh, definitely. Yeah. When I was, you know, first starting out in this, I thought I need to move down to LA. LA is where all this stuff is, is happening. I was up in Santa Barbara and I felt like I was really at the top of my game as far as like the people in that town. Yeah. But when I came down to LA to train, down at the beach and just at the different gyms, I was blown away at the talent and all the challenges that people were putting me through. Oh, wow. And, you know, before long, I met Travis, who was like, he just has such a similar kind of vibe style of, of out there artistic movement on like everything you can think of. And we're just constantly creating and challenging each other with different moves of like, you know, you name it, like what? We'll go out and play around on a stop sign for like hours. Right, right. <laughs> I've seen it. We don't need much and we'll be entertained for <laughs> for hours in land. And he's become a great friend, a great partner in the whole ninja community. And he's really he's the he's the main reason I'm on the show today. Cause he's on he was been on the show for a number of years and then he was like, dude, Tarzan, you need to be on the show. Like this is this is your game like this is us like so he was the reason i made a submission video and and uh the reason i'm here probably having this conversation with you today so it's it's been it's been a great great connection he's such a good friend well what about travis is it that makes him such a good friend besides all this shared passion and whatnot it is i mean it must be something to do with his personality and him as a person yeah you know he's kind of one of those guys He's a, he's so nice. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. And to be honest, at first, you know, I was kind of skeptical of him because he was so nice. Right. And sometimes it's like, whoa, dude, like, why are you so nice? What are you, <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you, what's your intentions here? What what's, are you trying to get out of what's me? What's your angle? Yeah. What's going on here? But it, it turned out he's just a really, really nice guy and he's nice to everybody. And he's, and he's been such a consistently good person to me and all the people that I've been around and all of all of his other friends it's just uh yeah he's just 
he's proved himself to be a, a great friend. Well, and I got to say, man, you know, you're guilty of the same thing, though. <laughs> I thought the same thing when I met you through Ninja Warrior. I was like, this guy is really nice. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's like, you know, unbelievably nice. And luckily, I think that we're in a great place where a lot of the ninjas are like that. And it's really important to be the best person you can be, not only to be this athletic superstar or acrobat, but I think one of the reasons why you have, why you guys have such a big following, but why you have a big following is because you're genuinely a nice guy. Hmm. Why, why do you think that, you know, people love the acrobatics that you do so much? Well, I mean, uh, I wasn't sure if people would or not. It's, it's, it's really cool to see that, uh, been getting really good feedback on uh, social media and stuff that's yeah. been really, really inspiring. Cause sometimes, you know, like I know for a fact that I'm, I'm not a normal person. Like I'm pretty out there. Yeah. I mean, you look at my lifestyle. I live in a van, you know, I don't, I don't work a nine to five job. <laughs> right. I go out and like climb trees and like lift people up for a living and <laughs> posting about it. I wasn't sure if people were going to like, be inspired by it or be like, no, oh, this guy's just a crazy weirdo, like, you know, doing his own, doing his own thing. But people have been really inspired by it. And I've tried to, uh, I've tried to just really continually put a lot of effort into what I post and what I share. And like, even, even just accept the feedback that people want and like want to see and like, uh, they really like. And, and it's been funny because when I first started Instagram, I had an idea when I had a post that I was going to make like, oh, this post is going to do great. People are going to love it. You know, I'll do a, I'll do a handstand on the edge of this 50-story building yeah. and it's going to go viral and all that stuff. And then a lot of times I'd post these posts and it would just flop. And wow. I was like, wait, what? Like, wait, this is this is amazing. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then other times I would post like a simple backflip at the beach and that, and that would blow up and people would be like, wow, it's so beautiful and all this stuff. And like – Wait, wait, what a minute, wait a minute. Like, how is that? How is that what people want to see? So I realized that there is definitely a difference between what I what it really inspires me is really as what opposed to really inspires just the general audience. Because for me, you know, my level of like what impresses me is so high now. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> a backflip is like warm-up, you know. Right. A minute handstand, you know, is like standard. Yeah. And, but for a lot of people, that's mind blowing. And so it's been interesting, uh, toning it back a little bit, you know, cause a lot of times my post people will comment on my post and go, this is making me sweat. This is giving me anxiety. Yeah. I can't look at this anymore. It's like, this is, that's, that's not what I'm trying to do. Right, <laughs> I'm right, not trying right. to give people anxiety. I'm trying to inspire people and show people how, how far the human body can go and, and, and in a safe way, like, like I don't do this stuff for an adrenaline rush. In fact, a lot of what I do is it's, it's pushing my own boundaries and my own limits and controlling that adrenaline rush so that I'm not in, in, in a, in a mode of like kind of jittery, like hyperness. I'm in a focused state of concentration. And I think that's really played actually a really good, uh, played for me really well in American Ninja Warrior because I did see a number of athletes get, very fatigued on the course way too quickly. And I think it was because they were overwhelmed with 
the excitement and the adrenaline and just like the overpowering energy of the whole event itself. Yeah. Because of uh, just my experience of doing a little bit more extreme stuff and also performing as an artist, I was able to focus a little bit more and kind of just like maintain that constant flow. Get us inside your head when you're walking up onto the platform. Tell us what you see, what you feel, what it's like to be there about to run the course. Get vivid. <laughs> get vivid on us. Oh, man. Well, I was definitely when – I, when I stepped up to the first run in Venice, I really just wanted to prove myself. You know, I was thinking like, man, I've, I've done so much to build up my skills through my whole life really and now I'm put on this course and put to the test and so many people have been like, you know, so many people have recommended like, oh, you should be on Ninja Warrior and stuff. But the thought of failing was really, really tough. You know, it's like, man, what if I go up there and I fall on the first obstacle? That yeah. would suck. You know, like that would just, <laughs> that wouldn't, that wouldn't encourage me. That would dis discourage me. And like, I don't know, like it would just be really rough. And I mean, you know, not to, not to, not to be like, that would be the worst thing in the world, but like. I just really didn't want to, I, I wanted to do well, in other words, you know, right? Right, right. And uh, yeah, I was almost pissing my pants being nervous for sure. We all, we all do. Yeah. And we, we all do. We all do. Yeah. It's, uh, it's nerve wracking. I mean, when you're really stepping up to the plate and you're there and you're just looking down the line of obstacles, I mean, and you're waiting for that buzzer to go. Oh man, that's the worst part for me. It's just like waiting, yeah. waiting for that moment of like, all right. Go, do your thing. <laughs> and the water is so still and it's like reflecting the lights and everything is so bright and we're like hyper aware. Do you get that? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. And and it was it was at that moment that I just like, again, I just took a deep breath and I was like, it's OK. You know, you're going to do your best. You're going to do your thing. Like, this is what you've trained your whole life to do for the most part, I guess. <laughs> At least that's what it felt like. Yeah. And, uh, and I did really well. And then you dominated. And then <laughs> you dominated. And to remind everybody, you were the only finisher of the finals course. I mean, that was so cool. That was a really hard course, a really hard course. And you were the only finisher. What was that like? Okay, we'll pause there and take a word from our sponsors, and then next week we'll finish up with part two, and we'll have a discussion here in a little bit about what Nicholas had to say. Pretty cool stuff. Wow, that was interesting. Another discipline of from another sport, making an appearance on Ninja Warrior and, and doing quite well, being an acrobat. Yeah, and he's an acrobat. That's cool. He's kind of like a circus ninja when you think about it. I mean, they're always going out and playing and doing acrobatics and doing kind of of a performance art type of thing. There are, you know, he they go out every day and look for something on Instagram, you know, to to make a real cool Instagram post. And he needs to do something awesome every day. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I really was able to connect with him. He was talking about he can just go out and play on a stop sign for hours with his friends. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like us. We can just go to a boulder problem and play for hours at a time, just right. staying in one spot, being we're in nature. You know, he's kind of more like the suburbia or city life. But it's kind of interesting. It's the same kind of discipline to focus on one thing for so long. Yeah, it's no, I think all of us ninjas are kind of like that because – if you ever come to one of the shoots, there's just tons of people around that are athletic and we're like, hey, can you do this? 
and you'll see a ninja doing something. You're like, hey, I can do that. Or can you guys do this? And it's it's fun. And those guys are always doing it. The, if you want something new to do or you want to see something crazy, it's it's Nicholas and Travis. Travis, yeah, they're going crazy. One thing I found really surprising about his interview is that he actually gets nervous before running the course. I mean, I know we've talked about how a lot of people do, but he just seems so chill and laid back and just so fluid all the time that I would never guess that he would get nervous. So it was kind of Interesting, cool yeah. to see that just like most people, he got pretty nervous. I'd be actually surprised if anyone on the show does not get nervous. I think it's just natural. Elliot doesn't. <laughs> you know. Elliot Hall might not get nervous. That's true. I wonder if Joe Moraski does. Oh, yeah. For sure. I don't know. They, I, I, if they say they don't get nervous, I, I find that personally hard to believe because I think it's just natural. It's just how you deal with it. Yeah, it really shows the human side of uh, Nicholas. And he brought up a really interesting point that – he wants to just get paid to be him. And I think we'd all want to do that. And his own way, he's found that niche. He just gets to be Nicholas, you know, and run around and jump around and play. Best I think job we ever. all, yeah, it's <laughs> totally the best job. It's interesting how he moved down from Santa Barbara down to LA where he could be like, you know, he was a big fish in a small pond. And then he moved down to LA where he could grow. And grow his mm-hmm. brand and his image and be exposed to many, many millions of more people. You know, it, it's interesting. It's obviously really working out for him. And, I mean, gosh, he's already got 100,000 followers on Instagram. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Do you guys find it interesting that through a lot of these interviews that we're doing, there's two two kind of camps. There's the camp that trains a bunch like us. And then there's the guys that just, this is their lifestyle and this is what they do and like Ella, he's you know they fall in the same camp as Ella, and they don't really train specifically for Ninja Warrior, but just the way they they live their everyday life prepares them for the show. I'm kind of excited to hear that because I feel like I actually do fall more into that camp of not actually training so much specifically for American Ninja Warrior because like climbing is more of my life. Like I get paid to climb, so I have to put that first. I probably would do a little more obstacle-specific stuff than they do when it comes close to American Ninja Warrior. But it's nice to hear because sometimes I feel like I'm not doing enough because I see you guys train so much, so it makes me nervous. (laughs) Noah, so I think I can draw a connection. Yeah. So Nicholas, he's getting paid to be him, right? Yeah. And people love him on Instagram. Well, you're a doctor and you worked really hard to gain all this knowledge. You're, in a way, you're getting paid to be you. Because that's interesting. Yeah, uh, you know, I guess being a doctor is part of who I am. And I worked really, really, really hard for it. You know, it's something I always wanted to do. And it was my American Ninja Warrior when I was in my 20s. You know, like my whole 20s was dedicated to studying and doing medicine. And although I've done climbing through the years, I've definitely had to sacrifice wanting to train all the time for wanting to be the best doctor that I can be. And even now on the show, as the show goes on, you know, I, I do wish that I could spend more time training and, you know, but, but then I see guys like Jeff Britton. Jeff was like arguably the first American Ninja Warrior. He's like one of the first and he trains two hours a day and works 60, 70 hours 
a week and has a family. So there's a lot of parallels. And you're right. I'm paid to be me. Um, and that's true. But I think there's a difference. And the difference is, is that he has a very enjoyable kind of road in terms of being him. He, for me, I, I'm a much more, I, I think, complex person in that it's not just acrobatics. I have medicine, I have ninja, I have chess, I have guitar, I have all these things that I love to do. And so I'm not really being paid to be me so much as I'm being paid to be the best doctor that I can be, which is a part of me. Yeah. I mean, we kind of all get paid to be us because that's who we are. What we do is what we are. And that's true. Maybe, maybe just a better way to Maybe what basically what he's saying is he's getting paid to do what he likes to do. Not that you don't like to be a doctor, but he's getting paid to do or just to be who he is without any kind of formal training to be an acrobatic is what I'm saying, I guess. <laughs> like he he's being his everyday self. Yeah, he doesn't have to, you know, try and be something uh, that he's not. He's getting paid just to to inspire people mm -hmm. and be Nicholas Coolridge. Yeah. So, Ian, do you think that someone that doesn't train full time, can they beat the show? Or do you think it's always going to be someone who is um, just constantly training? What do, you, what do you think is the best best way to do it, too? Well, with the format as is, you have to be the best athlete. You can't just beat the course. You have to beat the best guy that gets there, which was obvious Our with girl. Jess, Jeff, and... Our yeah, girl. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> With Jeff and Isaac, I mean, Jeff was strong enough to finish the whole thing, but he lost to Isaac. So, yeah, he could complete the course, but if he gets there and I'm running the rope and I've trained the rope, Ooh. I'm going to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Nicholas? He's calling you out. <laughs> I think it's true that, you know, you have a definite advantage if you've tried some of the obstacles. Like, we've built almost all the obstacles. And this year it's going to be a lot different because two climbers have won now. And... The climbers have always kind of set the benchmark and made the history. And so I think that they're probably going to start gearing it towards just just more lower body, more agility. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? No, you're probably right. But one could even argue that you, you could give the mental edge to the guys that just don't really train. and But the physical edge maybe to the guys that train specifically. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, because there is a, a level, you know, of relaxation as you enter into the competition. If, oh, I'm not worried about how I'm going to perform because, you know, I'm not wrapped up in my performance. But if you can have that same mindset and still do the preparation, I think you're going to have the edge. Okay, let's pause there and do some tips, guys. Next week, Nicholas is going to have a much longer segment of interview. And so there's quite a bit that he has to say on some really interesting topics I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, who wants to start off the tips? Brian, I think you have some cool things to say about character and integrity, right? Okay, guys. This week, let's get deep. If you want to be the best, you have to believe you're the best. And to believe you're the best, you have to respect yourself. You have to know that when you step out there, that no one else out there can do what you can do. And I am a firm believer in character and following your personal morals and values and upholding what you believe to be right. If you're not doing that, if you have a set of morals and values that you believe in, 
but you're not following them, you're not going to have that self-respect that you need to be the best competitor out there. You might be physically gifted, but you're going to be lacking something in the mental game. So I encourage all you guys out there to make an effort to just be the best ninja that you can be. And it doesn't matter if your morals or values differ from someone else's, but whatever they are, that you're following them and you have that self-respect that you need to be the best. Warming up is one of the most important parts about your workout. If you don't warm up properly, you can set yourself up for injury. And if you're a little older, not doing a proper workup can destroy your workout. For me, I like to spend anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour warming up, depending on what I'm about to do. For competition, I warm up for a solid hour, making sure that all my body parts are warm. This includes my core, shoulders, legs, fingers, arms, and don't forget the mind. Not warming up properly can leave you flash pumped and knocked out of the game early, so warm up. Today I want to emphasize how important it is to snack during your workouts. You can just grab a bar, some veggies, or some fruit, but make sure you snack during your long workout sessions. Supplements are an interesting topic. I like to add supplements to the smoothies that I make, and sometimes I take supplements in the form of pills. Although they can be helpful, there's no substitute for a good diet, training, and discipline. There are many resources out there on the right supplements to use, but just make sure your supplements are all natural and you will be moving in the right direction. Supplements probably aren't right or even necessary for children, but once you're in your 20s, they can help you reach your goals. I use vegetable protein powder to add to my smoothies, and there's a lot of fiber and plant molecules in there that keep me feeling energized. Well, that's it for this Wolfpack Ninja podcast. Uh, We are three-fifths of the way through filming for this year's qualifiers and finals for American Ninja Warriors. So pretty exciting stuff. We want to wish the godfather, David Campbell, good luck. He's walking on in Oklahoma City. Good luck, David. And then there's a little bit more news that's pretty interesting. Wolfpack Ninjas were able to raise $3,000 at a charity fundraiser the other day for emergency medical services. We auctioned off uh, training day with a family, and that was pretty exciting. So we also are having our big Wolfpack Ninja Tour May 14th, that's next Saturday, at Miramont North in Fort Collins, Colorado. Come out and make it if you can. It's going to be really fun. It's a competition, but it's also an event for kids, and we're going to have a ton of stuff set up. And then lastly, July 3rd is going to be a really fun Longmont Village Shopping Center grand opening. We're going to have a professional course up. It's going to be really exciting with all the trusts. We're going to have prizes. There's going to be all kinds of great stuff happening throughout the day there. It's going to be a really good time. So come out if you can, July 3rd to Longmont, Colorado, and join the Wolfpack for a fun day of obstacle eventing. Next time, join us for Nicholas Coolridge Part 2. Nicholas has a ton to say. He's got quite a bit longer interview next week and really interested to hear what he has to say. He's a great guy. He's got a great mind, and he is an incredible acrobat, and he's got this crazy bromance going with uh, Travis Brewer. So those guys together are Ninja Tarzan. Visit them at ninjatarzan.com, and we'll hear what they have to say. We'll hear what Modern Tarzan has to say next week and look forward to seeing him again this season on American Ninja Warrior. For the Wolfpack, I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc, signing out. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. 
it would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. I'm not a normal person. Like, I'm pretty out there. Dr. Matt Eisman talks ninja. And we've got, like, embedded video of him doing ninja obstacles. It's sick. No way.